to Ims. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. Good morning, everybody. Especially to the visitors. Wonderful having you with us. Can I ask you, who's got a good recipe for donuts? Donuts. Oh, I love donuts. I've tried all recipes. It doesn't work. Who's got a good one? Nobody. Oh, there's one. Fatty, we'll get together. And one for, 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 for carrot cake? Oh. You know what's interesting? We've become a recipe generation. We always want to have it easy, don't we? You, you know, instead of me taking months and years to figure out a good donut recipe and test it, I'd rather ask for somebody for a good recipe. And then I copy. So it's copy and paste, spoog and pluck. Now I Google it, yes, Mr. Google's got all the right answers. But we want to do those things because it's easy doing that. And at the end of the day, we're not willing to pay the price. You understand what I'm saying? We're not willing to pay the price because we've come a generation that things happen quickly and I want it quickly. I want it now and I want the right one now. So when, when, when you hear that... Uh, there's something happening in the world. Everybody runs there and we want it. And we want to go and take it there. And we want to bring it here. We want to copy and paste. That's the generation we've become. But we're not willing to pay the price. We're not willing to pay the price. And that is actually a sad thing. So you might ask, what has recipes got to do with church this morning? All of it. The reason why we as elders want to just prepare all our hearts for the season we're going in. So that we understand what we're going in. No, we'll never understand what we're going in. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, we never understand what's going on. We just trust and go. But I think if we look at, at the past and we look at what's happening around us at the moment, it's important for us to have our hearts prepared for what's lying ahead because we're going in a season of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we've been experiencing this for the last couple of weeks that things are happening in church that is absolutely supernatural so on Sunday, on Wednesday we had a, a zoom meeting with Andrew now for those that's visiting Andrew is the is he planted Josh Jen and at this moment, there is, uh, uh, I think, 46 Just Gen churches. And out of that became 412 churches. That is international. So Andrew is an apostolic leader, and he leads Just Gen and 412. So God was speaking to him. So now I'm on the Zoom meeting while the wise ones, that's the 60 pluses on a Wednesday morning here, and so I'm sitting in the conference room with my headphones on, and I'm trying listening what is Andrew sharing? So Andrew shared something and he said, listen, um, God has spoken to him and he wants to make sure if, if he's really hearing the Lord. Did you catch what I just said? 
We're accountable with one another. The Bible teaches us that we only see in part. We only see one part. But together we see more. Does that make sense? So even Andrew, that's our apostolic leader, when God speaks to him, he tests it because he's accountable. The same with us. If I hear something from the Lord, we test it with the elders. So we make sure that we see more of the, of the, of the, the mug than just what I see. And he shared on, on Wednesday and said, the Lord said the following thing. That we're about to go into, uh, I'm careful when I say these words, but let's use the word. Into a time of revival or awakening um, or refreshing, whatever it is, but we're going into it. So now I'm getting excited. So now I'm sitting in front on my chair because I know what he's about to say is we've experiencing, starting to experience those things already. And he, he gave some statistics, and it's interesting the statistics that came out. Is in the 46 just gen, just the 46 just gen churches, there is two people getting saved every day. Six people getting recommitted to the Lord every day. We've grown with 1,600 people. Now I'm getting excited. But he said he's worried because our finances didn't go up. And then I got excited. Because since COVID, Muscle by AM's finances went through the ceiling. And it's still going up. And, and you know what? You, you're clapping for yourself. Because I want to compliment you for giving. Because you put your money where your heart is. That's important. So we can see that you're comfortable and you're not comfortable, but, but you can see God is doing something. And, and, and that you, you're committed to what God has, has, has told us. Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. And you're living it. And I'm so excited. Now you must understand, I'm listening to what Andrew is saying. And he's, he's touching on all the buttons that, that it's like, I'm just getting the station, man. It's, it's so lacquer. And then he said, God said to him, do not put me in a box. He was in a meeting in George and he wanted to go a certain direction. The Lord said, no, don't. I want to do something else. And I loved it because he do that every Sunday here with us. So all our preachers, everything we plan for Sunday is in pencil. What I mean by that. When the Holy Spirit walks in, he do whatever he needs to do because we trust him, we serve him, and it's his church. It's Jesus' church. We all belong to him. So he's, he, he's supposed to stand here and preach, but he's chosen men and women to do their job. And that's why I, 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 somebody asked me yesterday, what's happening there? We see you growing. What do you do? I said, nothing. Nothing. We're doing nothing. There's no big programs. Actually, for a year, Greg is pushing us for, for leadership training, and we're going to get to it now. But it's as if we're not doing anything. But the Holy Spirit is doing something. And that is important. That is important. Somebody asked Trevor the other day, if you must tell us... Um, 
How do you experience Mosul by AM congregation? His words was this. The church has been given back to the Holy Spirit where it belongs. Yeah, that blessed me. That blessed me because that's what it's all about. And then the Lord said to him, and, and we see it now with the Asbury revival refreshing that's happening in America, that there's no focus on super, superhumans and, 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 and what do you call it? Yeah, but, but big guys, big guys, because that's, that, that's been, you see on TV. And, and, and big worship teams. I mean, those guys worshiping there is not even well-trained worshipers. But you know what? The Spirit is falling upon those young students. And now everybody in the world, all the big preachers and all the big worship leaders are phoning and saying, we want to come in and, and help you guys. And they said, no, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. No, thank you. You'll come and mess it up. So the focus is not on the ability of men and women. The focus is on what the Lord wants to do. Because it's, it's his church. And then we, we might fall into this trap and saying, yes, at last. I've been offended so many times with leadership. Thank God the Holy Spirit is taking leadership out. Now it's just me and God. No. The leadership role becomes more important now. Because wherever the Holy Spirit works, the devil puts his foot in it. Where does the devil spend most of his time? In the throne room. What does he do there? He accuses us. He accuses us. So he can hear what's in the throne room. And he heard in the throne room, God says, I want to do something. And I'm going to repeat a prophetic word that was shared many years ago when we were at community church. Um, it was shared that I will come and I will pour out my spirit that will flow into the world and it will start in the Southern Cape, Mossel Bay, specific. Those prophetic words was repeated last year again from different people all over the world. So God wants to do something. He really wants to do something. He wants, he wants to pour out His Spirit and make the church more effective. That's what He wants to do. And that is so exciting. But then it means... Where the devil is hearing these things. So he wants to start blocking this. And that's where leadership comes in. Accountable, New Testament, spirit-filled leaders. To lead us. To train us in the right way. So that we can help one another. To see the bigger picture. To help one another. To stand firm in what God wants to do. Instead of getting a word on your own. And jumping out of the plane. And... Uh, and, and, just, and, and, and halfway down, you, you realize I haven't got a parachute on. I forgot to put that on. Because the buddy that was supposed to check everything at the back wasn't there. So I didn't check. So splat. <laughs> End of the story. So leadership is becoming more important in this time of outpouring of the Spirit. To lead the people correctly and to be led by the Spirit. And it's something interesting. He also said that he feels God is going to restore relationships. And we've seen it. We've seen how people that was dick with one another for, for many months and even for years are now coming and saying, I'm sorry, they're repenting. 
I'm sorry that I messed up. And they're making up. But what's the devil doing? He's hammering marriages. So don't put your hand up. But I can guarantee you between husband and wife, there's trouble. The only counseling we're doing now is just trying to figure out what, what's happening. All of a sudden, the wheels are coming off. It's because the devil is trying to break unity. I mean, me, me and my wife, Angelique, she, she'll confirm she's not here. She's at the Truth Tribe helping there. But I mean, small little stuff that just upsets me and upset her and communication just get broken. And all of a sudden, our focus go to a place where it shouldn't be. And we've got to be wakey for things like this. And then the last thing that the Lord said to Andrew is, be careful, there's strange things going to happen. There's strange things going to happen that we do not understand. I'm going to explain that now. now. But the thing I'm asking you is keep your heart pure and keep your heart open can i ask you this whatever the holy spirit wants to do through you and with you to make you more effective in the ministry will you be okay with that he's telling somebody now to stand on the chair who are you aha <laughs> i thought so <laughs> hey Morna is not ya. Maybe then I'll do it. Whatever the Holy Spirit is saying is to give us freedom so that we can become more like Him. And that is the most important thing for us. Andrew preached the preach uh, last, I said last week at PM. Who of AM was there? A lot of people. This is that. So we're going to load that preach on so that you listen to it. We'll make it available on the com so that you listen to that preach. It's so important to understand what Andrew is explaining and what the Lord laid on his heart. So please, when we put it on the com groups, listen to it. It's important to follow that. Then interesting, Wednesday, you know that we as elders are in comms. Elders oversee comms, but they're also in comms. Me and Angelique, we're in comm, and, and our comm leader is Louis and Frida. And I try to be quiet when I'm there, but I struggle with it. Because Louis constantly put me in a position that I've got to open my mouth. No, no not in a, in a good way. But you know what? On, he asked everybody to, to bring scripture. Just one scripture to comm. And we arrived there and he said, okay, just, and he's got a, a notepad and he wrote all the scriptures down. And then he said to us, okay, take a minute or two and just see a picture of what God wants to show you. And he wrote that down. They didn't know what I was, what, what I've been involved with concerning this. You know what God was saying there? Exactly what he was speaking to Andrew about. Word for word. They didn't know it. I had to say, do you know how unique is what God is saying here to you guys? He's saying to you what God was, has, has revealed to Andrew. Exactly the same thing. 
Why would God do that? Why would He speak to us in comms about that? It's because He wants us to be part of it. He wants us not to miss this. And I want to honor Louis and Frida. They, I mean, every time they've got ways of just stirring up the spirit and the gifts in the calm. And that is so exciting to do. So that we can hear what God, what God is saying. And then we've got the Asbury refreshment revival that's happening now. And you know, when you look at it, there's nobody in ch- taking the lead. But they, for five or six days now, just worshiping. People are repenting. People are standing before the Lord and say, Lord, clean us out. They start loving one another. And when you look at it on, 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 on video, you don't see anything strange. They're just worshiping. But they've been worshiping now for many hours, nonstop. So what is, what is the world doing? Woo! Copy and paste. Let's fly there and see what's going on. And then they go there and see, is this, is this original? Is this God? And if it's God, let's put it in a bottle. Let's take it to our churches and pour it out there and see what happens. I'm going to make a statement now, but it's Emsley making the statement. You can kill me later. I believe every revival was stopped by a man. Not by God. But we as human beings forced the Lord to take his hand off. And I'll explain to you. I was many years ago uh, a pastor in Mossabay Community Church. It was quite a big church. It was, we were quite involved. And then the one, me and Angelique were leading the, 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 uh, the youth at that moment. So Friday nights, the youth would get together. I even bought myself a, a saxophone. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I'm so excited when Paul plays the sax. So we were worshiping. And uh, I would stand in the corner with a saxophone and press a note. But I can't hear myself. And when I hear myself, it's always the wrong note. But I just stood there for the sake of it. And, and then something I noticed, because we dimmed the lights, as we saw, looks like sand, dust falling off the ceiling. But I, maybe it's just the sound that's shaking the dust loose or whatever. But then when we, and at that time, when we prayed, all the kids fell down. And they laid on the floor. And we didn't know what to do. So we walked and we prayed for them. And as we got to them, we saw but their, their arms looked like gold. And we didn't understand that. And then some of the parents that were sitting outside, because the kids are not coming out. They want to come and check what's happening inside, but also tell us what's happening outside. And they said the cars and the plants, everything is covered with gold, gold dust. We didn't understand that. So we tried to figure it out and we just never seen it. We didn't have, did Google exist in, in, in 94? I don't think so. Eh? So we couldn't ask that, Oki. Okay. So... 
So we try to figure this out, but when you don't understand something, you, you're quiet. But Sunday, normally what we do, we do an altar call for people for different prayer and stuff. And uh, we as elders or pastors would sit in front and we make the altar call and lots of people will come out and we pray for them. And that Sunday, as the worship started, people start falling over and crying and laughing. And, and this got very weird. And then the people came out for, for prayer. And I remembered I stood there and there were six rows of people. So I couldn't get to the back ones. Now, I never pray for somebody somewhere down the row. I wait for the Holy Spirit to show me. Now I'm standing there, but the people, the, the person that the Holy Spirit is showing me is at the back. So I got the attention of the person and said, and I start praying. As I lift my hand, everybody just fell. I screamed, what on earth is going on here? We didn't know what was going on. So it was chaos. So after the service, we, we were six pastors. We got together and said, listen, what's going on here? And Pastor Bob was our senior pastor. He said, listen, I don't know what's going on. I'll phone Pastor Ed. We were related to Pastor Ed uh, Rabbit from Hatfield. So he phoned Pastor Ed and he said, Ed, yes, something happened here that, that we don't know what's going on. It said, that's strange, but I'll find out. <laughs> so he, he phoned. He heard about something that happened in the Toronto church. And uh, John Wimber, I think, if, if, Something like, uh, uh, in any case, he phoned him and said, John, what is happening there? He said, I don't know. Yes, something happened here on Sunday morning. The same Sunday morning that it happened in the church here, it happened in Toronto. The same thing, people falling over, people crying, people laughing. And we just realized, but this might be God. But now you must understand, we don't know what's going on. Because this is strange things. But the thing that was very exciting, it stood out when we looked at it. People got saved. People ran forward to give their hearts to the Lord without making an altar call. People would run forward, come and fall on their faces and say, Lord, forgive me. They start repenting. It happened that people said, I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. People got baptized. And people got filled with the Holy Spirit. And we see those things happening. It was great. Well, we as pastors didn't know what to do. We drank a lot of coffee in that time. Because we didn't have anything to do because the Holy Spirit was doing the job. Okay? But listen carefully what happened. Is that there's strange things that happened as well. The gold dust that fell is strange. I don't find that in the Bible. Um, Herford, um, Michael Herford, Cheryl, his mother, got a golden tooth. She still got it today. You can go to her and ask her to open her mouth. You'll see it. God gave her a golden tooth. And she was not the only one. Where's that in the Bible? I can't find that in the Bible. Okay? But listen carefully. People were falling over. People were sobbing. People were laughing when we were serious. And we couldn't understand what was going on. 
Then we found something. It's people from all over the world came here to come and check what is happening here. And everybody took what they thought was happening and they wanted to take it back to their churches. And it happened. People were falling over. And all of a sudden, you know, in 94, I think it's 94, 96, around about there. I mean, the spirit started to move. And it was great. But then something happened. People start seeking the manifestations. They start seeking the falling over, the laughing, the crying, and all that stuff. And God took his hand off. And the manifestations carried on. You know what was the fruit of that? People got hurt. And you might be people sitting in this congregation here this morning that got hurt because of that. And then we might say, uh, because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the funny stuff that people did, um, I left the church and I never got back. Strange thing happened. People roaring like lions. But I experienced some stuff. The one morning service, I, I stood up and I wanted to pray and I felt dizzy and I, I, I could stop it. I could stop it. But I, I, I just went and I lied down on the floor and I started crying. And I started crying. And I started crying. And I started crying. And we had long services then. Sometimes three, four hours. So I was crying for that long. And then the evening service came. And the same thing happened. I lay down. And I started crying. And I started crying. I didn't know why I was crying. 11 o'clock. Monday evening. My dad passed away. And I had to be strong in the family. And I could handle that. I could lead my family in a difficult time like this. So, what did I experience? I'm gonna, Emsley is going to make a statement. Okay? Shoot me afterwards. But this is what I've experienced. If I look at the character of God, God will never force himself on anybody. So, every time the Spirit touched me, I could stand up and stop it. When I felt dizzy, I could hold on and say, I will not. There's times that I wanted to laugh that I said, I'm not. I was in control. If something happens to you and you're not in control, be careful, it might not be God. Because that's not his character. He doesn't force himself on people. He wants us to choose it. But every time the, the, the Holy Spirit touched me, I, I allowed him because I knew it was him. Why? Because my relationship was very close to him. I got saved when I was nine years old. I heard the Lord speak to me the way you hear me speak. I know what his voice sounds like. And every time he speaks to me, I know it's him. And I submit to him. And the devil cannot speak like God. What do I mean by that? 
You remember when Jesus was raised from the dead? Who was there first? Mary. So Mary came and she spoke to him. He was standing outside the door. And she spoke to him and she didn't recognize him. What did he say? He called her by her name. When he said Mary, she knew exactly who he was. So when Jesus speaks to us, he loves us so much that the way that he speaks to us and the way he, he, he pronounces our name, the way he touches us, nobody else can do it that way. So when he speaks to me, I know it's him. And I allow him to do whatever he wants to do. Even, I have to say this in Afrikaans, I don't know how to say it in English. So that the Lord can be lifted up. Is when we are proud, he will humble us. But the most important thing is, is we need to go and look at the Bible. We need to go and look at what happened in the Bible. We need to go quickly back to the original plan of God. Because if you do not know the purpose of something, you're going to abuse it. If you don't know that the tumble dryer is to dry your clothes, you're going to put, uh, try and bake bread in it. And you know what's going to come out there. So if you don't know the purpose of something, you're going to abuse it. If you do not understand what God is about to do, we're going to abuse it and we're going to chuck it and we might leave the church and we might just get lost. There's so many people in Mossel Bay that left the church because of manifestations that happened. And they've never come back to, 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 to church. And you know, there's amazing gifts walking out there. And they're useless for the Lord. Because they're not part of, of the instrument and what God wants to use. It's the church. If I want to do something on my own out there, I will fail. You think I can go and stand and preach there on the corner? I will fail. But together with you, uh, we are guaranteed success. Because God wants to use the church. So what happened? What's interesting, what happened? In the beginning, what was unique in the beginning of God and Eden? With Adam and Eve. What was unique there? They were in the presence of God. And they were? Sinless. They were clean. And they fellowship with the Lord. That's what God's original plan was. And thirdly, the plan was for them to never die. Never grow old. That would be cool. Eh? Never grow old. But then something happened. What happened? Sin separated them from the presence of God. That's what happened. And from that moment, God's plan changed for man. And God decided, I will do everything to get people to become sinless. To take sin away from them. And to get them back into my presence. That was God's plan. And it's still today His plan. And the ultimate of that plan culminated when Jesus was sent to earth. To die on the cross. 
to show us how much He loves us. To die for our sins. So that we could be set free from that sin. Why should we be free from sin? So that we can come into the presence of God. And worship Him for who He is. And not for what He can do. So when I look at revivals, refreshment, whatever you want to call it. We need to see certain things. And Jesus had to go into heaven back to the Father so that he could send the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit fell on the 120 in the upper room. So what did we see there? Listen now carefully. Look at one another and say, if you're not awake, now you've got to be awake. Say to your neighbor, now you've got to be awake. <laughs> The first thing that we, we read in Scripture is that people accused them after the Holy Spirit fell on them as being drunk. That's the only detail we get. You know what I find in the Bible? Everything that is important to God has been recorded in the Bible. Everything that's not important is not recorded in the Bible. So the only thing it says, they looked like they were drunk. And that's where many theologians come and say, here's a gray area. Check all the, the many big shots. And I'm not criticizing. What I'm saying is, people come and say, here's a gray area. I, was, I got this revelation. This is what happened there. And then they start a ministry on that. So we get people that say, how does it look when people are drunk? They're falling around, they're singing, whatever they're doing. I don't know. But the Bible don't give us detail on that. But what was important, the Bible gave us detail. Exact detail. What happened? People came to see what's happening. The unsaved people came to see what's happening. What's the first thing they did? They repented said, sorry, Lord, we can see it's you. Because these guys are, are ministering to us in, in our language that we know they can't speak. That's what happened. They repented. What's the second thing they did? They got baptized. And then they received the gift of the Holy Spirit fell on them. Why do you think those things happened? And by the way, if you look at all the revivals, you'll find the same thing. The Holy Spirit fell on them. They repented. They got baptized. They got filled with the Holy Spirit. Relationships were restored. So the first place that the Holy Spirit fell on people is in Acts 2. What happened in Acts 2? Exactly what I told you now. But there was also strange things happening. There was also strange things happening. And what is the strange things that happened there? People got saved. 3,000 the first day and God added to them on a daily basis. They devoted themselves to apostolic teaching. Every day they would come and sit so that the disciples could teach them on what was happening. Exactly what I'm doing today. Guys, 
You've experienced that in the upper room. We need to understand what the Holy Spirit is saying here. What does the Holy Spirit wants us to do? So they sat under the devote, devoted themselves to apostolic teaching. They fellowship together. What do we do? We, we fellowshipping here. We drink coffee, then we come in for the word, and we worship, and we drink coffee, and we go home. Wednesday, we together again, and some on Tuesdays, we fellowship together. It's exactly what they did. They were breaking bread together. What are we going to do this morning? Have communion. There was miraculous signs, and many wonders were done. We don't know what signs or what wonders happen. There's no detail on that. But the, some of the important things, there was no need among them. Because people sold their property and brought the money to the disciples. Say, that one haven't got a house. Let's, let's draw that one in here. This one don't have food. Let's give food there. So, if we look at what happened in, in Acts 2. That is revival. If you want to ask me revival, don't go to these theologians that got this big thing that they're talking about revival. Revival is what happened in the Bible in Acts 2. There it is. And what was important was recorded in detail. Now, now I want to ask you. I want to ask you this. Are we devoted to the, to the leaders training and teaching? Of course we are. Are we fellowshipping together? Of course we are. Are we praying together? Of course we are. Are we looking after one another and living together, fellowshipping together? Of course we are. So we're living in revival. We're living in, in, in a refreshment of what God is doing. And then we're stupid enough to say, I need to wait until people fall over. I want to pray for somebody until they fall over so that I can feel good about it. I want people to laugh. I want people to do funny things because that's a sign of the Holy Spirit. Bogwash, man. Is that a fluke word? Not. Okay, yes, help me. It's toilet water. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> it is so important that we understand we're going into a time of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the word was it's going to be for a short while. Why would they say a short while? Because the chance is very good that we as human beings are going to mess it up again. And in AM, I don't want us to stop it. I want us to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want us when the Holy Spirit comes in and say, stand on your head that we will do it. If he says, I want things to do, but one thing we're going to see, or a couple of things we're going to see, we're going to see people repent. Last year, 491 first-time visitors for the year 2022. The Lord came to us as, as elders and He said, I want to do an audit on you. And the word, she had the dream. Sherry had the dream. The Lord said, I want to come to AM. And when I'm done with AM, I'm not going to any of the other congregation. I want to come to AM. I'm going to check them out, the audit, and then I'm going to Artemis. Why? Because I want to see what you're doing with the visitors. I want to see if you give them a good chance to slot in to what God is doing here. So for the visitors, have grace with us. 
when we phone you, we make contact with you afterwards. It's because we want to give you a chance to make a decision to be part of what God is doing here. And if you find that we, we, you don't fit in here and you don't have relationships, come and talk to us. We can refer you to a church where you can have relationship. Don't sit in a church where you do not have relationship. Because everything God is doing is within relationship. But here is the tricky thing now. And I've got to qualify this. Otherwise, you're going to say, but MZ said, if you fall over, it's not from the Lord. No, I didn't say that. What I'm saying, there's, sorry, there's people that say, and they even take it to the Bible. If you fall forward, it's of God. And if you fall backwards, it's of the devil. I don't know where they get that. Mr. Google. Because everybody there has got their opinion. The most important thing for us is God wants to touch us. Let me take you quickly to a, a rugby match. There's certain guys that sit there and don't move. And when there's a good move, many, many of England, oh, great. When you go to Brazil, Wow! Someone kicked the guy in front of him. That was a good score. Is everybody respond differently to things? When, when the Holy Spirit touches me, I start crying. So many said, you're a sissy. Ah, oh, for Jesus, anytime I'll be a sissy. So everybody responds differently. Do you hear what I'm saying now? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you still awake? <laughs> what is important is, is that when God does something, each and every one will respond differently. When Mervis was here, I, I tried to show the Lord, Lord, what can I, what can I do? I, I just want to honor you. And the only thing I could find to do, I lay on my face on the floor. Some of you will say, Lord, whatever you want to do, you feel dizzy and you'll fall backwards or forwards or stand on your head or whatever. But because people respond differently, let us not judge when God touched somebody. Let's look at the fruit. And then you would say to me, which normal people say, yeah, you plant the seed, you water it, it takes long to grow, and in three years we'll see the fruit. So I can't judge it now. I listened to somebody about Asbury. Um, they said, uh, we can't see the fruit now, but um, we'll, we'll have to wait for the fruit. Hogwash, man. When I go to Acts 2, there was immediate fruit. People repented. People got saved. They fellowshiped together. They prayed. They sat under apostolic teaching. They shared with one another. They sold their homes. They shared their finances. They shared their food. They didn't do that three or four years later. They did it exactly on that day. So why do you always want to wait for fruit? If it's God, you'll see the fruit immediately. And the first thing you're going to do is... The person that you are miffed with, you'll go to him and say, I love you. Yeah, but you said that. I, I love you. 
then that person will be, will be touched by the power of God. What happened when, when the guys, when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane? They came in there and says, and, and Jesus asked, who are you looking for? He knew what they were looking for. He said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. Do you know where he is? And Jesus answered them, I am he. What happened with them? They stumbled backwards and fell because of the power of God. Who can stand in the presence of God? Who can be quiet in the presence of God? And that's why I'm asking you. We're going into a season where God wants to purify His church. He wants to clean us out. I don't know. I've got songololos creeping all over the house this morning. I mean, this thing, who, who's got at your house? I, I feel guilty because it's just with me. Gilliam, there's a problem with us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's thousands creeping up. I swept just at the stoop and there was a heap like that. And I was standing there and said, Lord, what is going on here? And Lord said, before the outpouring of the rain, everything that lives in the dark needs to come out. And wherever there's dark corners, when the, when, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will, he will light up the dark corners. And He will show what is holding us back. And it will come out so that we can squash it and be purified. Why do we need to be purified? So that we can accept Jesus Christ and live a life that will convince people that Jesus is the answer. And when we see things like this, we understand what God is doing. So we need to understand what must we do. We've got to repent. We've got to be cleaned out. So when we, how many times I've said it in the past, we're coming to worship, not to worship the Lord. We're coming into worship to honor Him and be changed. So He can show us dark things. And I guarantee you, that's why I first preach, because I think when we start, and I'm not pushing anything. We're not going to do anything different. We're not going to copy Asbury. Wherever the Spirit falls, we're not going to copy it. Because God wants to do something original here. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to maybe first preach or teach. And then we're going to go into worship. Because I know when we start with worship, we'll never get to the sermon. How many times this last year, we never get to the preach. Because the Holy Spirit walks in and pew, things change. Sometimes the elders prepare a preach and we walk forward and the Lord said, not that. I want something else. Because we're led by the Spirit. So I want to ask you, please have patience with us as leaders. We need to hear what God is saying. We need to weigh it up so that we can lead you better into His presence. And if you feel we're taking control and getting in the way, talk to us. Come to me and say, come to the elders and say, I think you're pushing it too far. Because we need to be accountable with one another. But I ask you, when the Holy Spirit come and you feel things. I mean, I walked from that meeting on Wednesday. And I walked in here where Les and Melanie was busy with the wise ones. He, he was teaching on Saul. When I walked through that door, he was a 
heavy, thick fog of the Holy Spirit in this room. There was a lady lying down there and crying. There was a lady sitting there and crying. People were emotional. Why? Because whenever you read the Bible, wherever you pray, the Holy Spirit's going to be there. And He's going to do in you what He needs to do. And He wants to restore relationships. He wants to restore families. He wants to restore... Um, I must get finished now. Um, <laughs> restore marriages. He wants to heal us. He wants to take out what is lying in the dark. So when we go into worship, the only thing I want to ask you this morning, from now on, we're coming into the presence of God. And we're going to ask, Lord, deal with us. Deal with us. Can I have the worship team up?